on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And a stunning photograph from the front of the Irish Times of Rosemary Smith, who died yesterday, pioneer of motorsport, dies aged 86. The Irish Times says the death has been announced of Irish motorsport pioneer Rosemary Smith, who has died aged 86. Smith had an extraordinary career in rally driving, the highlight being a victory in the Dutch Tulip Rally of 1965. Stunning photograph, as I say, on the front of the Irish Times. I was watching on the news last night the report on her death. I hadn't seen some of the footage before. She looked like a Hollywood movie star back in the day. Six foot tall, blonde, stunning and a very talented driver and a trailblazer, as she's being described. And in later years, how I knew Rosemary Smith was that she had a driving school uh, in Goffs in Kildare where she used to, I think it was, train transition year students on driving as well. So what a career and what a legacy, uh, but sadly passing at the age of 86. The main story on the front of the Irish Times is that key civil society groups are going to consider their approach to two referendums on family and care. It seems there was a lukewarm reception to the wording for a new constitutional article on the role of carers. The decision to hold the referendums has been welcomed by NGOs yesterday. They're expected to campaign for a yes vote. However, proposals to reform the constitutional treatment of care apparently fell short of campaigners' expectations, even as ministers said the proposed approach would remove language that is not truly reflective of today's Ireland. So expect a lot of debate between now and March over the referendum um, and we'll see what the civil society groups decide and how they will um, approach the referendum and what way they'll campaign on it. The Irish Independent, great photograph on the front page of the girls in green shining on an historic night there. Caitlin Hayes celebrating scoring as the Republic of Ireland recorded a thumping 6-1 win over Northern Ireland last night in Belfast and of course history being made to Aaron Levine playing out in Windsor Park in Belfast for the first time. So well done to the girls in green. The main story for the Independent is that credit unions are experiencing a massive demand for mortgages with new figures showing a 50% rise in lending among members last year. So it seems like the low interest rates are attracting people to get mortgage from the credit union. They're seeing strong interest from first-time buyers and also mortgage switchers. I mentioned low interest rates. Some credit unions are offering home loans with rates as low as 2.95%, which is certainly lower than what the banks are giving. So that's obviously driving the surge in interest in credit union mortgages. Irish Daily Mail looks back on the dull confidence motion in Justice Minister Helen McEntee last night. Not a lot in the papers about it, actually. In the end, it turned out to be a bit of a damp squib. But anyway, uh, sack, sue and bully. It's the Sinn Féin mantra, is the headline on the Irish Daily Mail. Sinn Féin's attempt to remove the Justice Minister spectacularly backfired last night, with the main opposition party being hit by a series of scathing political attacks. And essentially... uh, The government won the vote by 20 votes, won the confidence motion and Helen McEntee telling the doll that Sinn Féin wanted instability and not solutions. Their main, uh, their mantra is to sack, sue and bully. The Irish Daily Star, the Irish Sun and the Irish Mirror all go with Molly Martins on the front page. The Star, no more Molly coddling. The Irish Sun, our Molly jail release nightmare. 
and uh, the Irish Daily Mirror. Molly could have walked free today. Jason Corbett's family believe his killers would be freed today had the Mirror not revealed the release date's blunder. <clears throat> Jason Corbett's sister Tracy, excuse me, has said that the gaffe uh, by the US prison service caused hurt and upset after the sentencing of Molly and Tom Martins just last month. You do wonder, were it not for the media coverage, would they be free today? Uh, would Tom and Molly Martins be free? Because it was the media, in fairness, it was the Mirror and the Star had it on the front page. That led to media contacting the authorities in North Carolina and highlighting it. Maybe they may have been out, uh, but who knows? Anyway, more about that in several of the tabloids this morning. Irish Examiner on the front page, Michael Flatley uh, and his family say they're devastated at having to leave their County Cork mansion after it was claimed a hazardous chemical residue was detected in the property. They reckon it'll be €25 million Euro to fix Castle Hyde. And uh, this all appeared, as I say, in the High Court yesterday. The 65-year-old claims he, his wife Neve, and their son can't reside at Castle Hyde outside Fermoy. Uh, and he bought that for over 29 million. Sorry, he invested over 29 million since he bought it in 1999. So he says his family have all suffered ill health since moving back to Castle Hyde after remediation works. Inside the papers, the Irish Independent has a really devastating story about domestic violence here in Ireland. The number of Garda call-outs to domestic violence incidents has more than tripled over the past decade. These were figures released by the Garda to Aintu leader Padder Tobin. So in 2013, Garda were called to the scene of a domestic violence incident 13,300 times. And by November this year, the figure was 41,000, meaning call-outs have more than tripled. Now, Padder Tobin says social and cultural change is urgently needed. Some of the incidents recorded include coercive control, a breach of an interim barring order, barring protection or safety order, a domestic incident with no specific offence identified, a breach of an emergency barring order or any other incident which had a motive of domestic abuse recorded. We have a big, big problem in this country with domestic violence, it would seem. To lighter news, the Times of London tells us that we should spend time by ourselves. Uh, apparently it's good for us. Scientists have found that periods of solitude are good for your mental health because it reduces stress and creates a sense of freedom. However, they say that the uh, time by yourself is only good for you if you choose to spend it by yourself. So obviously loneliness, very bad for your health. But if you choose to take some time away for yourself, that's very good for you. Researchers at the University of Reading have found that spending time alone can be a healthy, positive choice if balanced with periods spent socialising with others. So people sitting with their thoughts and enjoying their time alone. Loads of Christmas stuff in the papers today. Uh, I'm sure you're fascinated by this, what Wayne Rooney does for Christmas. In the mirror, we're told that on Christmas Eve, himself and Colleen put on their Christmas pyjamas. Uh, and as much as they love Christmas, they actually don't buy each other presents anymore. They say, we've been together too long. They do birthdays, but for Christmas, it's all about the children. And uh, they go out for a meal on the 24th and then head back to their mansion and put on their pyjamas. I don't know who cares, but anyway, that's in the papers today. It's in several of the papers, by the way. So Colleen has given a big interview about how she spends Christmas. The Daily Express is covering some of the Christmas traditions that seem to be dying out. A poll of 2,000 adults found 40% 
think satsumas in stockings will soon fall by the wayside and 38% believe that caroling is in danger of being forgotten. I did hear of someone recently who had carolers at the door, I think it was Monday night, uh, cash only, so they had no money to give them. But there are children still going around caroling, but it seems to be dying out. Roasting chestnuts is also roast, uh, is also uh, dying out, as is sitting around the TV and other habits are also deemed old-fashioned, like making paper chains, lighting the pudding, or having marzipan fruits. Also, sending Christmas cards as well is dying out. And finally, as Christmas deliveries get underway, the eye tells us that more than half of us are happy to take in pre- uh, presents or parcels for neighbours. This is research from Ring, which found 66% of people said they're happy to help and 57% think it's the neighbourly thing to do. So when a delivery driver comes to the door and says this is for next door, most people, the majority, 66%, are happy to take in the parcels for their neighbours. However, others find it very annoying. Uh, Others get annoyed that people are never in. They get frustrated and others say that I don't mind taking it in, but I wish I would be asked by my neighbour first. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk.